temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, helping you get over the hump, the hump, 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 getting so close to the weekend. Plenty of heat action this weekend. I'm talking about basketball, but maybe some other type of heat too. Hey, do your thing. Gonna help you get over this hump and get you closer to the heat with some heat from the Joe Rose Show. They're talking about the heat with Tony Fiorentino. That is an Italian name right there. Then the Dan Lebetard Show. They're talking about tonight's heat game. Is it fun or terrifying or both? Then Hawk and Crowder. Gonna be a rumba and then talking about cows. That's what Hawk and Crowder do. What can I say? What I do, right now at least, give you some headlines. The Heat and Bucks battle in game two of their playoff series today at 6.30. Miami leads one game to nothing. In his first appearance as a Marlin, Starlin Marte hit the go-ahead home run yesterday, leading to a 3-2 win over the Blue Jays. The two play again today at 6.40. The Panthers have hired Winnipeg Blue Jets executive Bill Zito as the team's new general manager. Sources say Inter-Miami is in talks with Argentine forward Gonzalo Higuain. Tonight, Miami plays Atlanta United at 7. When asked about playing football during the coronavirus pandemic, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins said, If I die, I die. Minnesota opens the season next Sunday. The Dolphins-Patriots game will have the CBS top announcing team of Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. The game kicks off September 13th at 1. A judge has dismissed Al Golden's lawsuit against the University of Miami. The former coach claims the school owes him $6 million in his buyout clause. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a group of bears in California have repeatedly barged into stores and stolen groceries. <sighs> My plan to jump in bear suits and steal beer is going swimmingly. A parrot at a British zoo has gone viral due to his whimsical covers of Beyonce. I guess you call her Queen P. A new mother is starting to regret naming her daughter after her father-in-law because she fears the girl will be bullied in the future. The baby's name, Clint. Hmm, a girl named Clint. Don't see how bullies will twist that name and make fun of her. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the low 80s. This morning, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, feeling the heat. Oh, it's still hot in the mornings here in Miami, especially with the way the heat are playing. Talking to former coach Tony Fiorentino. 
very Italian name once again, talking about how to slow down playoff Jimmy. Also, what Giannis will do tonight. Spo to the Hall of Fame, and fouls can be a good thing for Miami. We're going to talk some Miami Heat basketball with our buddy Tony Fiorentino, also my cruise partner from about 10 years ago, going to join us right now on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Tony, good morning. How are you? What's going on, guys? Man, you way overachieved, Zach. Come on, man. I saw I saw it on the cruise. We all saw it. I know. You're I way over a tee, baby. Yeah. I, hit, Tony. I hit the 40-foot three-pointer. I know I did. How you doing, Tony? How you been, first of all? How's everything? I'm good. You know, a little bored with all, everything going on here. There's not much to do. I got a website that I've uh, that re- re- redone, so it's pretty cool. And I'm um, going to start getting going on um, doing some Zoom things with kids, with the classes, and with basketball teams. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. Jump into some good stuff here. Game two to Tonight, Miami and Milwaukee. Uh, let's just talk about the two stars. Jimmy Butler, what do you think adjustments Milwaukee will do to slow down Jimmy Butler so he doesn't go off for another big game like last one? Yeah, that, that's the interesting thing about playoffs where both sides now try to figure out. Milwaukee's got to figure out within their framework of what they do without panicking, what can they do different that can offset what the Heat has done? And then the Heat yesterday got together with the coach and staff, watched tape and tried to figure out what Milwaukee's going to try and do to offset what they've done in game one. And so this becomes a little bit of a chess match. I would think that uh, everyone's talking about maybe putting uh, Giannis on Butler. If that happens, then the Heat will probably just set screens on Giannis and Milwaukee will switch. He's not going to wind up playing them anyway. So it's going to be interesting to see what Milwaukee does with Butler. I mean, they're going to try to make things tougher for him. And, you know, the Heat's the two things that the Heat have to do in this series to control the tempo is what they did in game one. They got to get to the foul line, which is not easy against Milwaukee. They're the best in the league at controlling the paint defensively. And they got to make their shot because when you do that, that makes Milwaukee play a half-court game. With the Heat's attack with Butler, people forget that even if they try to overplay him, Butler's great at distributing the ball. He's great at finding open teammates. You know, he's the ultimate team player. He's not trying to go out there and score 40. He's going to take what they give right. him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what adjustments Milwaukee makes against the Heat. What about on the other side of that real quickly? I know Zach's got some stuff here too, but Giannis, he can't score 18 points. How do they try to get him going? Yeah, we go back to um, what you try and do. Any The hardest thing in basketball is to guard a guy on the move with the ball that has a good handle. Giannis was two for two in the game, bringing the ball up the floor and going to the rim. That's what you try to avoid with him. He's so devastating with that. So if you control the tempo by making your free throws, making your shots, have a good field goal percentage, make them play half court deep, then you can shrink the court when he catches it. Now, what Milwaukee may try and do, and I, I, don't, I haven't watched him play a lot this whole year, uh, and I don't remember them doing this against the Heat in the other three games they played, but maybe they'll put Giannis closer to the basket. So when the smaller guys are guarding him, Iguodala and uh, Jay Crowder, who started on him at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, maybe they'll put him in the low post. He's a pretty good passer, and that'll open up some of their shooters. I think we'll look for that to see what he does, because you were thinking the same thing I was, Joe. He was taking too many jump shots, Giannis, and I think that's a result. If you remember late in the second quarter, he picked up his third foul. So they had to take him out of the game. Not They didn't want him to get his fourth in the first half. I thought he played tentative offensively. I was wondering if he was going to do that, because two of his three fouls were on offense. And so he didn't want to pick up a fourth foul in that third quarter. He'd have to sit. 
after he settled for the jump shot. So I thought that was a, a, a big turning point in the game for the Heat when they picked up that third foul on Giannis. So let's see what happens tonight, where they put him. Middleton is a guy that you just can't leave alone, obviously, at 21 and a half, and then they did a great job. You know, one of the things that Spolster doesn't get enough credit for, you see it a lot, where a team, uh, they give up a lot of points, he gives up a lot of points in the first half, where they have a guy burning them. They had two guys that did that with Lopez and uh, Middleton in that first half. And, then, and at halftime, they make adjustments. They realize what adjustments they have to make. It's within the purview of what they do in their system. They communicate it with the players. The players trust that the pl- coaches know what they're talking about, and they go out and execute. So it's a whole domino effect. And so the Heat are really good at adjusting at halftime to de- defensive assignments and defensive, defensively how to play the opponent when they're, they're, they're burning them and torching them in that first half. Coach, it's amazing, too, to see from the regular season, even the bubble regular season until the playoffs started, some of the moves that Spolster has made, Myers Leonard not really playing at all, none coming off the bench and playing very limited minutes, and Goran Dragic moving into the starting lineup and what that's done to this team in the beginning of games. I don't think Spolster gets enough credit for some of the moves he's making, especially the Goran to the starting lineup move. Well, you know, it's interesting. We go back, go back to the first year that he coached. It's the year that we drafted Beasley. Michael Beasley with the second pick. And here's Spolster, who's in the organization as a video guy, comes up as an assistant. Now he's a head coach, and he's got to make the first real tough decision of his coaching career as a young guy, and everybody adores and loves Udonis. And I saw right then and there that he's not afraid to make decisions because he had to go to Udonis and say, look, UD, we're a better team with you coming off the bench. He started Beasley and brought UD off the bench. That is not easy to do because you're so emotionally involved with, with you know, with, with one of the franchise's great players over the over the you know the the, the the 32 years he wasn't afraid to make that decision and the other thing that happened in those first two years before the, the three all-stars got together in 2010 is that pat riley had a lot of one-year contracts on the t- team because he was gearing up to be as far under the cap as he could in 2010 and so it's very difficult joe knows this if you got a team of one-year contracts a lot of guys are playing for themselves so that they can get a better contract the following year. And their agents in their ear, their wives, their girlfriends, their friends, whatever. Well, that team was unselfish. Those two teams, those two years were unselfish. They won in the 40s, and they got in the playoffs both years. So he showed his medal early, and I think people are starting to realize what a great coach he is. I, I like what Stan Van Gundy said about him at the beginning of the broadcast the other night. I was saying it for years that Eric Spolster is on a fast track to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. Well, Stan did have some nice stuff to say. Hey, I want to ask you again back to Giannis for a second. Will Spo go, hey, guys, he gets close to that basket. Instead of him getting that easy dunk, foul him. We want him to shoot free throws. Does that come into play because he struggles shooting free throws, or is that out of the game plan tonight? What, what do you think? No, you? it's in the game plan. He shot – He shot. It, it wasn't – it was a little worse with the threes, uh, with the free throws in the first game. But he only shoots in the middle 60s, I believe, for his right. career and for the season. You don't want him because once he gets close to the basket, he does that little uh, George Gervin finger roll. You know, his arms are so long. You know, he's 6'11", but he's more like eight feet with those arms. <laughs> and so when he gets in, when he gets in close, it, it looks like an octopus trying to trying to stop a guy with those. Yeah, you foul him, you put him on the line. It stops the game because you want to control the tempo. But the thing I saw that happened twice in the uh, second half is that he made a mistake twice. And I'm sure Coach Bolster and the staff are going to clean this up. In the second half, when he had the lead, maybe up four, five, six late in the game, twice and a Heat player left a perimeter guy to go help on Giannis on his drive on the on the ball side. That, that's something that Heat don't want to do. When you're when you're up late in the game, you don't want to get uh, uh, give up a three. 
So they're going to they're going to try to stay home more, especially on Middleton and Lopez. Stay home on the three point shooter. At that point in the game, the two point shot doesn't hurt you. And so I think there's some things that the Heat have to clean up a little bit from game one. And you know that, uh, Joe, that no matter how good a game you play, the coaches are going to have something to come in <laughs> the next day. So look, we got to do this better. <laughs> that sort of thing. Keep the guys on edge. You like the fact that the Heat won the game with some of the other guys not playing well. Not you know Duncan Robinson didn't get off. They did a great job on him, but it opened up the other other guys you know how do you stay home on Robinson and then try to load up on Butler that's a difficult thing to do how about Hero hitting that big shot right. at oh, the end a, of the game coach perfect transition because I was going to ask about Tyler Hero and your thoughts on him I've you know there's been lots of rookies that come into the league and you know our star players from day one and Tyler's coming off the bench but man when he gets in the game he's the guy in the court that could take that shot even Jimmy said after the game Tyler could take that shot and he would take, it's amazing how much respect the rest of the players on this team have but when he gets in there doesn't matter where he is. If he feels like he's got that shot, he's going to take it. I like to see it. He's one of the best in the league at taking the shot in that situation. I really enjoyed a tweet I got uh, Monday. They said, Dragic went to the rookie and he delivered. Call I had on uh, on, on Wade in his right, first game right. against New Orleans. <laughs> what a great, it's amazing what fans remember. Wow, that's awesome. That, <laughs> that was awesome. a great tweet. Hey, hey Tony, real quickly, um, through the years when I really got to know your assistant coach, used to work with a lot of three-point shooters. I want to ask you because I had a parent ask me can you teach a guy to be a great three-point shooter can you can I mean obviously he's got to have some basketball skill but can you teach a guy to to be a big-time shooter it depends on the kid I think Joe and I think do when I was doing private lessons and when I'm when I rerun the camp what we tell the kids all the time it's a perfect example of Dwayne Wade 6'4 220 Dwayne Wade didn't start shooting threes until the middle of his career, maybe seventh, eighth, ninth year. And then later in his career, he only took it when it was necessary. You don't necessarily need need to shoot a three. But I got to tell you, it's very interesting of what's going on in the basketball world today. Last summer, I saw something I never saw before. I never thought I'd ever see. There was, a, I think, 11 and 12-year-olds were playing in a game, 10, 10, 10 11, 12-year-olds. And a kid came down the floor in a two-on-one break with the ball. And there was one defender two-on-one. And he dribbles the ball to the top of the key like he's supposed to. He draws the defender to him. He throws a perfect bounce pass to the left with his teammate filling that lane. The ball went bouncing out of bounds. His teammate stopped at the three-point line. And that's typical of what the game is like now. You know, the guys would rather shoot threes than take layup. And so, no, I think you can teach the three-point shot but you start in close, and what I always tell the kids, and when I was a high school coach, I had to do this. When you had your deep, when you had your shooting drills, you always told the kids about, all right, move in a step or two, move in a step or two. You kind of tell them what their range is. You got to shoot at least forty-five percent, I think. You got to make like nine out of twenty shots from a certain spot before you can move a little further out. And I remember in a high school game where one of my players at home with all his boys in the stands, he was like six for eight <laughs> from about fifteen, sixteen feet. Then he comes out in the second half. And and he's shooting from 20, 21 feet. There was no three-point shot 100 yeah. years ago when I coached yeah. in high school. Right. He said to me next day, why did I shoot so poorly the second half? You moved your, you moved your range. So you got yeah. to shoot within your range and then hope that you can move it out because everybody seems to be doing that now. I will never play in a horse game ever again, Tony. For anybody that thinks that just because you're getting older, they don't want to mess with you in a horse game, man. You know, I had shoulder surgery a few years ago, Joe, but I'd still take you on. Man, maybe the tool was not... <laughs> Hey, Joe, maybe the two of us now have a layup. We'll have a layup contest. (laughs) I wouldn't be very good at that either. Hey, Tony, thanks, man. It's been great having you. Really appreciate you Hey, Joe, I got one more thing to tell you. You know, people don't realize that the best reason why the Heat are going to win this series 
The, the best asset that he'd have going for him in this series. Charles Barkley picked Milwaukee. They've been having a lot of fun. Charles, whatever he uh, says is going to happen, go the opposite way. There's I no love question. Barkley, but I can never understand how they let him get away with one statement. He always right. used to say, Larry Bird's turning over in his grave. Larry Bird's alive. How do you get away with that? <laughs> He's over in Naples golfing right now somewhere. Right? <laughs> hey, Tony, thank you, man. You take care. You got it, guys. Take care, man. Let's see if we get game two tonight. Let's go, Heat. Let's go, Heat. Let's go, Heat. Oh, yeah, feeling good about playoff Jimmy and the guys. Hopefully they can keep the good vibes going tonight. Speaking of good vibes, the Dan Lebetard Show. They're getting in some of the good vibes or maybe terrifying vibes of tonight's game two between the Heat and the Bucks. next on the Best of the Joe Show. Back on the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard right here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day. Thanks for joining me on this hump day. Dan Levitar can be heard weekdays from 10 to noon right here and on the radio.com app, of course. And, of course, you can also download the podcast for this show, Dan Levitar, or any of the shows at our website, wqam.com, radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, though, I am bringing you some of the Dan Levitar show, talking about are they having fun or are they terrified when they watch the Heat games? And what is tonight's game two? Let's define it. Chris Cody is red-faced, even more red-faced than usual, pumping his fists, squeezing his fists together, turning a (laughs) pinker, pinker shade of pink because he is listening to this song and it is making him think of Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. And uh, we haven't had this spirit here since uh, like 2014 where the Miami Heat are playing a basketball game that matters tonight and i don't know about you guys but we were talking during the digital only hour about how much fun we had from 2010 to 2014 and how we did months worth of show where i'm having the argument with you guys was that fun last night and if they won, the answer was yes. And yep. if they lost, the answer was no. That's because winning is fun and losing is not, Dan. That seems fairly obvious. Yep. But the thing that was present was, and it's important, if you're going to have fun around sports, you got to be afraid. There's got to be fear there about, am I going to lose? Is the country going to make fun of me? So Buck fans are having fun right now? This is fun for I'm them? I'm not doing that show again with you. I was tired of doing it with you when we did it. Roller coasters are fun when you know at the end that you haven't died. But after it's happened, after you've played the game, it's easy to look at the scoreboard and say whether you had fun or not. But like if I ask Utah fans today, was that fun? They're like, no, that's awful. All of that was awful. If I ask Utah fans, but during times during that game, they were having a great deal of fun and they were having fun while terrified. So Mike Ryan, are you terrified that Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to be the MVP tonight and he's going to set you back to 1-1 and even more afraid? I am not terrified, Dan. I do not fear the deer because my Miami Heat are up 1-0 in this series. You know what this is, Stu Gotts? Tell him. It's a game in hand, Dan. That's all hand, it is. A.K.A. a house money game. Stu Gotts, how do you miss the spike on that lob? Well, we said it together. We both planned on saying it well, together. Well, I said it with you because you... Yeah. 
yeah. you didn't say it when I lobbed it up to yeah, you. It's yeah. A, yeah, you called yeah. it a game in hand. I thought it was a house money game that's vintage house money game. It was going to be game in hand, pause, otherwise known as the house money game. I mean, that's what it is. It's impossible to have that feeling when it's a house money game because you have a game in hand, Dan. You lose this game. You just game. blew it. Just shut up. You just Worst blew the line. Worst case just scenario stop. is 1-1. One, one. We started the show There's the no way nerves. We, look, guys, we started the show. Yeah. You were lobbed the spike. You hit yourself in the face with the ball. Let's move on as opposed to you well, making it worse with just flailing fingers and sausage toss. Sounded better in unison. Are we sure that this game, too, is not a game to see who's who? Are we sure that that's not what's on the line tonight? I'm just trying to make sure we get all of our options on the table. Billy is wondering if a game in hand is worth two in the bush. This game is a litmus test, Dan. Wow. Wow. Is that different than a statement game? Is a litmus test different than a statement game? Game one was a statement game. Game one was a statement game. Already made a statement. Yeah. Yeah, you need a result in hand to know whether or not it's a statement game. That's something you say after a game. Hold on a second. Is this a litmus test? Is a statement game, or is this a must win for the Bucks? It's a must, must win. win for the Bucks. Backs against I mean, the wall. Yeah, you hop on a jet, Dan. You come back to the AAA. You come back to Miami. You can't be down 0-2. So this is a must win. You got this whole thing reversed. It's why you're throwing everything off. The Heat are up one nothing. They are what is called the driver's seat. This is all about the Bucks. The Bucks have the pressure on them. This is a litmus test for the Bucks. Okay. This is a must-win game scenario for the Bucks. okay? It is a game in hand for the Heat. Would it be a statement game for the Heat? Well, they made the statement game one. Can they make a double statement? Can a statement be made twice? Can they make the same statement and have it echo with the same force? This would be a statement game from the Heat, would it not? If they won this game, it's only a statement if they win it, obviously. Can I be real with you? I've been sort of mixing up how I pronounce litmus test my entire life because I'm not quite sure if it's an M as in Mary or N as in Nancy. It's an M. Well, I figured that out now after finally Googling it, but did you know that, Sugat? Yeah, litmus. Mm. Yes. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Scholarship guy. You had it as litmus. Us, the old litmus test. The one thing you know, coming off of a first game loss, Giannis is going to have fire in his eyes for this game. The oh. real question is, will Jimmy Butler cancel out that while also having fire in his eyes on a game two when they're up one nothing? That's Dallas like his fire. It's tough yeah. when you have a game in hand, right? When it's a uh, when you have a game in hand, it's tough to get the fire back in the eyes when you know you don't really have to win the game. But the true greats, they don't care about the score in the series. If you're a great, and we'll see if Jimmy Butler is tonight, you are the fire in the eyes for a second consecutive game. The only way you put out the fire in the eyes is with the ice water through the veins. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Tony, you got something here? Who's got the fire in their belly, though? That's the wow. question I want to know. Fire in the eyes, fire in the belly. How about the fire under their butt? Is there a fire under anybody's That's butt? Someone yeah. needs to have a fire Ooh, lit. Yeah. Chris Middleton. He does? Why? What was wrong with his fire under his butt in game one? When you're the number two guy and you're down 0-1, you know Giannis is going to have the fire in his eyes. So where else could he, the next best guy, has to have the fire somewhere else and his is going to be on the butt. Mike D'Antoni has the fire (laughs) on his butt. Mike Budenholz. Budenholz. I was going to do the same thing. The same crappy butt joke with the Bucks coach's name is what I was going to do. You mentioned mentioned something here that reminded me of what happened with Stephen A. Smith here. I just texted it uh, to Mike. Uh, Stephen A. Smith has uh, sent out word that he was screaming at his television on draft night for the Knicks to take Donovan Mitchell and uh, some folks have gone through the receipts and there is no evidence on television of Stephen A. Smith 
saying anyone uh, anywhere on anyone's television that uh, Donovan Mitchell is who he would have drafted if he had been in charge of the Knicks. Somebody is, I love when that happens, right? Because we're allowed to say anything we want and it rarely comes back to haunt us. Colin Cowherd says that uh, the Packers would be dumb one month to draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement. <laughs> and then he says they're smart for drafting Aaron Rodgers' replacement a month later. Stephen A. Smith saying now that he would have drafted as the Knicks had uh, Donovan Mitchell, but nobody can find the evidence Can't of that. You stop trying to hold the goat accountable. What is this? He's polluted our NBA pregame show now. The goat broadcaster is everywhere he needs to be. You don't hold him accountable after that performance last night, Dan. You praise him because he is making our content better. Can you get me some sound of him going off on Mike D'Antoni? Because it was a classic. It was a Hall of Fame Stephen A. Smith rant <laughs> that ended with him promising that if D'Antoni loses Game 7, he's going to be fired. Uh, but it was two minutes of peak Stephen A. Smith just screaming about uh, Russell Westbrook having the ball at the end of the game instead of James Harden. <laughs> just out of his mind. I mean, I can understand why maybe the rest of the nation isn't crazy about the kind of content we push out because we're leading with game two. When there's a game seven with so much history between the two teams for a relatively new franchise, Harden and Westbrook. Westbrook's the greatest Thunder player ever. Chris Paul straight up doesn't like James Harden and is making dirty looks at him during the games. Can I get you excited about this one? Because you got me hyped for Jazz Nuggets and that was an absolute dud. Ugh. More Miami Heat talk next. <laughs> game two. What is it? Is it a clutch game? Is it a statement game? Is it a game game? Call it what you want. Hopefully we call it a game that the Heat win. Speaking of winners, Hawk and Crowder are next doing a little rumba and a little cow talk. This is the best of the Joe show. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 The Joe over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Here's some good sounds from one of my all-time favorite bands, Joy Division. This is my favorite song from them, Transmission. Radio, live transmission. Old school Joy Division, let's go new school Hawk and Crowder. They are on weekdays now from 2 to 6 here on 560. They're doing a little rumba. Also, if Giannis doesn't win, where does he go next season? Plus, they give us some over-unders on tonight's game, too, between the Heat and the Bucks. Is it Spider or Spider? And then, do you want Leonard Fournette or a cow on the Dolphins? Rumba, no! Rumba, see! It's a game. It has something to do with heat, though. I'm down. Yes, sir. I don't know what you just said. Neither do I. Okay, huh? Only Roomba I know cleans the floor. I don't know. Maybe it is. Is this a commercial, Solana? Am I talking over a Roomba commercial? So it's Pitbull's uh, Roomba song he made for the brand. I thought Pitbull had money. He's selling automatic <laughs> vacuums? <laughs> Come brother's on, Pitt. has got to do what a brother's got to do. <laughs> Come on, Pitt. They did a... Uh, they did a poll on first take today. Better destination for Giannis if he leaves Milwaukee. And the two choices are Miami or Golden State. And I was just laughing at it because I almost feel like the stakes on the, the Heat Bucks series is not just to advance to the next round. I almost feel like you're playing for Giannis. If you yeah. can knock him out in the second round 
after he's already lost a game to Orlando in the first round. Like, if you can knock him out, you've got to make him think about leaving Milwaukee. If he goes to the Eastern Conference Finals, like, if, if they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, ended up playing Boston, and didn't win, you know, maybe you're, you're a piece away or whatever, or maybe you beat Boston, you go on to the, uh, the NBA Finals. If you can bounce this dude in the second round, he's got to give serious consideration to leaving. Oh, my goodness. It is twofold because you're the favorite. So he's mm-hmm. he knows he's the favorite, and he's watching Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Buckets outplay them and outcoach mm-hmm. them. And on the other side, I was reading something this morning where uh, Jimmy Butler came out, and they were asking him about playing with Bam, and, you know, was Bam a part of him coming to Miami? And he said, yes, Bam was a big part. We know Wade was a big part of LeBron coming down here. We know Wade and LeBron were a big part of Chris Bosh coming down here. Yes, Hawk. It, ha- it, it would mean a lot more if they knock off the Bucks right now for Giannis to come to Miami. For real. That is for real. Um, so we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got ourselves a heat game night tonight. We've got, obviously, um, you know, the Marlins won in dramatic fashion last night with Starling Marte. I'm sure that's going to be in your headlines. Solana. There's, a, there's just this countdown in my head till NFL football and college football because it's next week. It's next bleeping week. We'll get some headlines with the world number one Heat fan, Alejandro Solana. Game two, Heat Bucks. Celebratory horns. 6.30 p.m. tonight, guys. Milwaukee is favored by five points. And Eric Bledsoe still day-to-day questionable for tonight. We'll keep you updated here at the Sportsplex. Right, that's a uh, that's a big loss, I think, as you saw in game one. I'm looking if there's uh, any player props here for the Heat game. Just take a little look-see here. Jimmy Butler over-under on points tonight, 23-and-a-half. Under. You never know with him. That's the one thing, but you're hearing all the, the report. I know we're going to talk about it today with Giannis not guarding Jimmy when he was going off, but I think Giannis jumps on Jimmy now. He has to. Has to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's not dropping 40 on Giannis. We love Jimmy now. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to question him anymore, but he ain't dropping 40 on Giannis. Over under on Goran is 19 and a half. Now that's the over, baby. That's uh, the over. Over under on Bam is 15 and a half. I think Bam has a game. You think Bam is the one that's going to get to work with Jimmy start to facilitate? I, no, I'm with Goron. Goron's at minus 140, though. I mean, a lot of oh, people okay. like that over. Yeah. Bam, to me, like uh, Bam's going, I think, going to put up a 16, 18, 20-point game at some point in the series. Uh, what do you think the Giannis over-under is? Ooh. 25? 31 and a half. Because he's got to put up 35 points. He has to. And if he's, if he's the dog, like we talked about, and we have Bill Ryder coming over, he's the dog that we expect him to be the future face of the NBA. These last two days must have ate him up. Ate him mentally. up. Totally so, agree. You know what I'm saying? Where if Giannis is what we think he is, the next LeBron, oh, he's going to come out here and do some LeBron-type crap. If they shut him down, if they go, okay, Game one, we did this. Game two, it is all about shutting down Giannis. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm looking at the Thunder Rockets player props for uh, for tonight, too. You want to guess over under on Chris Paul points tonight? Solana? 24. 22 and a half. Um, well, I go over on Chris. Because if he doesn't play well, there's no chance that game's close. How about over under on James Harden points tonight? 31, 32? 34 and a half. They, all, they always putting it too high. <laughs> Russell Westbrook over under on points. Oh, 25? Yeah, 21 and a half. 
Uh, he looked off when. Uh, but the same thing about the Giannis thought where he did. Everybody knows that he lost right. that game late. I, so I kind of feel like I kind of feel like Russell goes out and puts up forty five points. I like that. Just, I like, just, I like yeah, Russell. just like shut you all up. Talk Gian- about Giannis, my timings off. I'm turning the ball over. Blah blah blah. Like I think I like that. I think I like the Russell Westbrook over tonight. I go with that. The Marlins did beat the Blue Jays. How about to your uh, Jazz Nuggets game, Solana? Speaking of NBA, before you get to the Marlins, I mean, I told you it would be a big night. <laughs> you it did. Was a you sold night. the game, and you were right. It was an unbelievable final ten seconds. <laughs> the second I was thinking half. of Solana the whole time. The <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, Solana's going crazy the first half was brutal for me because it was it was a total blowout the second half (laughs) was even worse because while the game got close it was arguably the worst basketball we've seen in the bubble (laughs) to date but but the last 10 or what 10 minutes of the game 10 sec but the final 10 seconds was unbelievable oh my god i'm laughing thinking of you oh solana's in heaven right now nuggets jazz but bro, that that jazz coach, the one that looks like he drinks too much coffee, he he managed the end of that game so terribly last night. Well, they couldn't there were a couple the things. They didn't have they didn't have any timeouts when they did get the ball back. Like they could have won that, that game. Uh, even that final ten seconds with no timeouts, there were a couple mistakes. I thought Denver didn't have to shoot the ball, did they? Nope. Up when they two. missed that little layup, like they could have tried to run out the clock or gotten fouled. And then when you came back, Spider Mitchell was open. Yeah, but oh. I mean, in that in that moment. Like, there's so much happening. Mike Conley gets the ball. There might be three seconds. There might be two seconds to throw the ball across the other end of the court. It's wide open, yeah, man. I, yeah, but I, I, I don't blame Mike Conley for taking that shot. He's also not, uh, you know, Gary Harris taking that shot. I mean, it's Mike Conley. True, true. Understood. 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 I know who wanted to get that ball out of his hand was Gobert. You see him start <laughs> looking around. And, oh, <laughs> here, fellas. <laughs> Do your thing. And to be fair, Hawk, uh, Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell had – the opportunity to tie so up I the game. I purposely said Spider Mitchell because I didn't want to call him Spider Mitchell, uh, but you went Spider, and and I just wonder, like, because I'm saying it wrong. It's Spider. almost the Spiro Didis, uh Yanis, you know, where he's saying it right, but every like, what what did who made the right decision there, Crowder? Me saying Spider Mitchell or him saying Spider Mitchell? I would say a spider because salt and pepper. You can't call it pepper. You got to call it pepper. Exactly. Pepper, right? Pepper. So I think I think it's a salt and pepper argument, man. Like you know? I got to call pusha tea, pusha tea. I can't call him pusher tea. Pusher tea. That you just don't. It don't sound right, Hog. I think Solana's right. right on this one. All right. All right. So what were you saying about spider? No, he had the chance never to mind, tie never up Never mind, Hawk. You go spider, Hawk. Go spider. Never mind. I take my entire last statement back. You always told me never put the ER on it. <laughs> yes. No, you're right. Spider. Spider. I don't want to change the rules on you. Who? Hey. <laughs> I don't want right. to change the rules. We're running out of time here. We broke down this game enough. Go ahead, Solana. Marlins Blue Jays last <laughs> night was a thriller. Blue Jays. Uh, uh, excuse me, the Marlins took the lead. Go-ahead home run by Starling Marte in the eighth inning in his Marlins debut, according to Elias. Marte is the second player in Marlins history to hit a go-ahead homer in the eighth inning or later in his club debut. Do either of you want to guess who the other Marlins player Hmm. to do that? Pretty well-known player. It was an acquisition, though? No. It was someone who came from, or someone who came up in, and so it was their major league debut is what you're saying. A debut, club debut. But club debut or major league debut. But but you guys are, 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 like, it doesn't matter. It's just their club debut. First time playing for the Marlins. It's Giancarlo Stanton. No. 
Ozuna. No. It is uh, who's the guy that used to take porn hacks? No. The heck is that guy's name? No. He used to take stories. He just yeah. He described. I I go up there. I take porn hacks. This is going terribly. It's Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. John Buck. No. Miguel Cabrera. The only other. Is it John Buck? No. No. It's not not John Buck. No. Miggy. All right. Can you play the horn sound? Marlins Blue Jays tonight. It's the second of two. Here's the uh, here's the uh, here's the sound effect that describes Solana's trivia game. I do like where he's just like, this is not going well. I'm screaming out, John Buck. The guy that takes porn hacks. Porn hack. Cody Ross. Hey, let's circle back to porn hack for what it shows over today. I want to circle back. Florida Panthers. Like Solana taking control, though. Like you saw him grow up right in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? Young Solana would have let that go on for hours. Man's maturing. That's great. The Panthers, they named it Bill Zito. As yeah. a new general manager, he spent That's seven cool. years in the Columbus Blue Jackets front office. And uh, tonight, Heat, 630, we know that. Following that, it is Game 7, Thunder Rockets. That's at 9 p.m. Finally, guys, Michael Phelps swims slower than a manatee. Michael Phelps swims slower than a manatee. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, yeah. a manatee is big and fat, but still it lives, literally lives in the water. Yeah, so that I've, that doesn't surprise me. I've seen one. I've seen a couple haul ass down in the Keys. Is that I true? Long, you've, like, yeah. you've seen them move fast? Bro, like to get out of the way or something? Yeah, like we had a kayak and yeah. someone, maybe me, poked it <laughs> and it took the hell off. I was surprised. They had a big-ass tail, man. They called a sea cow. Sea cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cows, get, cows got a little run to them. I bet they do. No, but I'm faster. Or any of us are faster than a cow. All right, go ahead. I know. I have this. I have this thing called Google. Cows can go 25 miles per hour. The fastest guy in the NFL oh. right now goes 22 miles per hour. Okay. Well, there you go. I think the uh, I think the Dolphins need to look at a cow. <laughs> Could use them when last year's run. Just saying. Instead of Leonard Fournette. I mean, people are talking about this. Leonard Fournette or cow? Uh, go oh. ahead, uh, Crowder. Oh. <laughs> We'll circle back. We have a lot. You said it was a loaded potato. We got a lot. To it's get true. To yeah, we'll circle back. How many radio shows are doing Leonard Fournette or Kyle? <laughs> the UPS Only the store. best. <laughs> I wish we could do more of this, but we have to move along. We go, Thank you. Thank you. Horn or drum? All right. Leonard Fournette's my doo-doo. We both went to LSU. I covered him over the years at LSU. He's a great running back, but I don't know. I like the sounds of a cow. Playing for the Dolphins. Moo. Thank you for moving on over and hanging out with me. Going to be back on tomorrow night at 6 o'clock right here on 560. Remember the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, radio.com app, our website, wqam.com. Any questions for me personally, at Dan Day Radio on all the social media, especially Twitter. I am moving on home. Someone gifted me some cold cuts, so I'm going to have some Minez cold cut sandwiches. Not just Minez sandwiches tonight. Ooh, eating good in the neighborhood. Let's go heat. Let's go have a good life. Let's get over this hump, and let's get ready for tomorrow. I am Dan Day. Thanks for listening. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.